it has been said, nearly everyone is a socialist now, just the way elites want it. I hate to admit it, but our social poster is correct. Today we will be reviewing the authentic deception behind socialism. Greetings, my name is Stephen Finney and I will be your instructor today. I personally welcome you to the Identity Matters Worldview Institute. When it comes to the ideation of socialism versus capitalism, we typically think within the framing of economic justice. When it comes to politics, socialism is usually grouped with the people on the left. They call themselves liberals, while capitalism falls to the group on the right, which has been labeled conservative. Let's not forget those people in the middle and those of the moderates who want to prosper from both sides. Have you listened to the news lately? The news feeds are filled with rhetoric from both sides, all trying to convince you of something you want or need. You join them, they're right, they win, or they prosper. The irony behind socialism is that there is no single definition encapsulating the group. The reason for this? Socialism is based on self-interpretation, self-ownership, self-empowerment, and self-management. Another irony, socialism requires a tyrannical leader to dictate. We call them dictators. This is why they like big government. The hidden belief is big government will continue to reload the pot and pay for acquired bills. It is statistically proven that socialists hate dictatorship. They consider leaders of capitalism dictators, leaders who obligate citizens to pay their own bills, earn a living through hard work, and take care of your neighbor out of your own pocket. Much like the Bible mandates, socialists refuse to believe in the obvious. For example, there are just as many billionaires who are socialists as there are capitalists who made their money off of a capital system. Since the followers of socialism within the lower ranks need a sense of self-governed power, the system ultimately collides with itself, implodes, and then fails. If you look at the country seated in socialism, also known as communism, you will find this to be the case almost every time. You cannot have a socialistic culture without socialist politics. I learned that back in the 70s when I was braiding flowers. <laughs> this is the leading reason why the socialist culture group integrates their beliefs into the political arena. For without this proactive move, they cannot form a dictatorship that will take care of their every need. As with leaders on the right, they accomplish this through political charged issues related to their real agenda, and that is self-rule. Back in the 60s, we started a movement called the Sexual Revolution. 
This revolution was and is the cornerstone for freedom of self-governed free sex. After many of our comrades entered politics, policy reformation began. Now, when we look at the leading cultural issue of today, for example, LGBT, we can easily see who the forefathers of this now politically charged issue. If you're forgetting, here's what the LGBT represents. L stands for lesbian. G stands for gay, B stands for bisexual, and T stands for transgender. All primary ideations the hippie movement pushed for acceptance within the sexual revolution. Another example of socialism that was populated in the 60s and 70s was communal living. Communal living is basically putting everything into one pot for all to feed on: food. Clothing, money, women, men, and anything else that a hungry soul could want. In fact, the whole hippie movement was based on our devotion to Karl Marx and Frederick Engels, who, by the way, were the activists that pushed for opposition to capitalism and advocacy for a post-capitalist system, today known as socialism. Since socialism is based on dictatorship, the hippies had a problem. How were they able to get a democrat system to adapt to their newly found communal beliefs? Well, it took several years, but several of their brilliant members came up with the idea of forming the Socialist Democrat Party, known by most as the Democrat Socialist of America. This is a group that Ronald Reagan fought during his chairmanship of the American Actors Guild, which at the time was dominated by the newly formed Communist Society. If you review Ronald Reagan's story, you will see the reason for his drive to bring down communism, which, for the most part, he did. During the formation of the Democrat Socialists of America (DSA). And their merger with the Socialist Party of America (SPA), the government portal opened, and the Social Democrats (USA) was formed. This group was announced at the 1972 National Democrat Convention, right around the time Ronald Reagan was being pelted by oranges for his war on communism. The Democrat Party agreed to reconfigure this group into the Democrat Socialist Organizing Committee (DSOC), which later merged with the New American Movement (NAM). The committee then became one of the leading lobbying groups propagating the socialist agenda. It also needs to be noted that most of the committee members were or are loaded with wealth. Thus, buying politicians to support their madness. You can view their success by watching the evening news. Socialism is nothing short of being a ticket to fulfill your own want and pleasure, while having the conservatives pay the price. The reality: socialists need capitalism to gain the wealth to feed their post-capitalist system.
This is beyond ironic. What it boils down to is this. Instead of millions of people making millions of decisions about the masses, few people, government elites, decide what people should believe, how they should live their lives while demanding from the masses to pay for it. It is the age philosophy of overtaxing the peasants to fill the coffer of big government. For example, killing babies, abortion, is a horrid act. Instead of requiring those who choose this deplorable deed to finance their crime, the whole of the nation is taxed into bailing them out. Socialism demands freedom of choice while it forces the masses to pay their bills. So what has all this got to do with the church? Everything. We are to the point in our nation that religious freedom only works for the socialists. If Christians or the church make use of those same freedoms, we are charged with hate crimes. The church as a whole can no longer immovably stand on their convictions of belief without consequences being delivered from our government and or society. Meanwhile, socialists are advancing by the droves because of those words. This is proof that a hidden agenda exists. This hidden agenda is none other than that of our enemy Satan doesn't matter if your theology supports the reality that this enemy is building a governing system. It is going to happen. His system is based and built upon socialism, big government. Without big government, he will not be able to be a dictator over the world. That's a fact. As most people know, you don't slap the hand that feeds you. Satan is counting on this principle. Honestly, most people get caught up in the social issues while ignoring the end means of those issues. If your average churchgoer is ignorant of the stated prophecies in the Word, Satan will sneak up from behind in the last hour. It is not only Jesus that will come like a thief in the night, but Satan will make use of the exact same methodology. This is a technique that most experienced leaders use. It is called the element of surprise. My heart grieves when I see young people praising socialism and criticizing capitalism. You had to pick one of the two that closely matched the system God uses from his throne. It would be capitalism. The core definition of capitalism is an economic and political system in which a country's trade and industry are controlled by private owners for profit rather than by the state. Now in reality, he wouldn't use either system, but privately controlled profit releases individual choices of private freedom of where those profits are invested. In the case of the church, those profits are to advance the life and leadership of Christ. Whereas in socialism, those funds are used to pay for the irresponsible choices of the masses. It grieves me to say, but 
If our country continues down the path of socialism, we are certain to end up like most of the countries who made such a choice. Being a liberal country will be the least of our problems. Imploding into the Sodom and Gomorrah will become our worst nightmare. By the way, this is where we get the root definition of sodomizing, homosexuality. It is no wonder why Satan uses the LGBT movement to the relentless pursuit of this ideation. It is probably his effort of paying God back for destroying these two cities. Personally, I believe Satan is a lesbian, gay, bisexual, and transvestite, all in one person. His system of governance, well, that would be socialism. His goal, or the simple purpose of becoming the dictator of the world. Socialism is simply another word to describe the system of Babylon. Revelations 18.2 says, And he cried out with a mighty voice, saying, Fallen, fallen is Babylon the great. He has become a dwelling place for demons and a prison of every unclean spirit and a prison of every unclean and hateful bird. Well, don't panic, believer. These birth pains must happen. Jesus returns in his second coming. He will place everything back in the order of his Father. It won't be a system of socialism or capitalism, but rather a system of monarchy. Today we may war over issues of the left, right, social, or capitalist, but hang in there, the monarch is coming. Satan's day of reckoning will soon be upon him. The reality is, it is certain that he will not want this plan to be social post. Thank you for joining the Identity Matters Worldview Institute mini-course today. You can find many other courses posted on our online school website. Just log on to www.worldviewinstitute.center. Until next time.